Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butter beers. It's Brian and Alan here, and we hope everyone had a great and safe and happy, fun Fourth of July. Uh, thank you for joining us again as we dive into episode 53, and we're beginning a brand new series here on the Official Gears Podcast. Um, for this series, we're going to be talking about World Showcase at Walt Disney World's Epcot Park. So a lot of really cool things going on there. Um, how are you doing today, Brian? I am great. Do you have a good 4th of July? I did. It was kind of nice. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. We went in uh, um, one of the local brew pub restaurants here has uh, cheap nachos and they did a tapping party for one of their beers. So they were like $3 pints and $6 growlers. So we went and had a couple beers and some snack foods and uh, came back home and uh, we watched some of the 4th of July festivities on TV. And then, you know, our neighborhood pretty much started exploding. So uh, <laughs> we went and sat on the back deck for a little while, watched all the fireworks all around us. We, uh, you know, we kept thinking, aren't fireworks still supposed to be illegal here? And there's like pretty big fireworks that are going up in the sky and bursting like Disney style fireworks, yeah. but they're not, you know, they're not that big, but you know, they're making it up over the trees and doing the big ball bursts and multiple colors and stuff. And I'm like, where are you getting these things? Yeah. And they, they did go until, after eleven thirty at night, so. Ooh. But yeah, you know, how about you? What you guys do? So on the third, we went up to my mother in law's and um, sat. We went and did some food trucks and a few things down at uh, their local park. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, there was a baseball tournament going on at the park, so of course I just sat there and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not rooting for either <laughs> team, just sitting watching some live baseball just enjoy, for the first right? time in forever." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we walked back. Hey, wasn't that a song? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, uh, she has a nice hill, uh, behind her house. So we walked up the hill with about half the neighborhood and sat and watched the fireworks from the hill, which is about five miles away. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then we did fireworks here on the fourth as well. And, you know, it's supposed to be illegal, but I think the laws kind of been a little lenient given the fact that people didn't get to do it last year at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think they were a little bit more lenient about shooting them off because in, in Tennessee, the law is you can shoot them the day before and the day after the fourth, but that's it. Um, and you're not supposed to shoot them within city limits either, but they've never paid attention to that rule. And, yeah. you know, we're in the South and of course we got to do everything as big as possible. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it did feel like we were in the middle of Baghdad and it was just <laughs> nuts, but uh, Eli like did really well while, with yeah. it. Eli did well. So good. Um, it wasn't, wasn't too Vin- bad. Vinny's gotten pretty used to it too. Um, like I said, so our neighborhood, we're about three blocks from our, our like town center. And um, it through, th- through the summer on Thursday nights, I don't know why on Thursday nights, but Thursday nights, they do these concert in the park. So it's about three blocks from our house and um, a couple times a year they do fireworks. So Thursday, the first um, was the first concert of the year. And so they did a finale with fireworks. So we sat outside Thursday night and watched fireworks. Um, and when the wind blows just right, we can actually sit on the back deck and we can hear the music playing. Um, so we had a Freebird and a Leonard Skinner tribute band Thursday and then fireworks. That's and so cool. Vinny's gotten to the point where he'll sit out back and he'll watch him with us. Like he'll sit really close to us, um, but he isn't too bad. And then it was um, Sunday night when we were out back um, some of the neighbors, like two houses over started shooting some things that went up in the air and then burst into like firecrackers. Um, once that hit, he was like, all right, I'm going back in, but he doesn't panic or anything. So we got really lucky with that too. He just kind of like, what the heck is going on? Why are you doing this? Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good. Uh, he didn't panic. It's good. Yeah. I, I think we've kind of ruined Blaine a little bit on the fireworks. I said something. I was like, Hey buddy, I started or whatever. Cause he was more worried about his, um, light bands or, you know, the glow necklaces and, and wristbands and all that they had. And he said, "Nah, you've seen one fireworks. You've seen them all. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not Disney, right? And, well, it reminded me that, that meme where it was, uh, the one day of the year where Disney fans look at fireworks and be like, yeah, I've seen better, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's too funny. It's good. So we, um, we're actually Everybody heading kept their up. fingers and toes. So that's yep. a good thing. All digits uh, are still intact. So, uh, yeah. yeah uh, we uh, As soon as this episode drops, I will actually just be getting back from Cincinnati. So I'm excited about that. We're headed out um, tomorrow. So we're, we're headed out on Tuesday. Going to Kings Island on Wednesday. The Cincinnati Zoo on Thursday. Family reunion on Friday. And then coming home. Um, so Nice. Hadn't been to Kings Island in a long time, so I'm interested to kind of see what, what that's like. So I'll have to give you guys a, a little trip review next time we get on. And um, yeah, going to be posting definitely. a lot of videos and stuff, too, on our, our Facebook page. So keep an eye out for that. Just just Like I said, this episode will drop after I get back. So you'll just have to go, <laughs> go back and look at our Facebook page if you missed anything. Well, as if you're going to be there Friday, right? Your, your yeah. family reunion is Friday? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll yeah. get it up Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so- very cool. So that sounds like a lot of fun. I haven't been yeah. to Kings Island uh, in probably 18 to 20 years either. So yeah, it'll be a great place to go. Check I'm a little, a little depressed because Abigail is my roller coaster person. Um, she's not tall enough to ride a lot of the stuff that she has to be mm. 48. And even like the log ride and things like that, that are real easy. She's got to be like 46. And I was like, Come on. She can ride a lot of things at Disney and Universal at, at 48 that she probably shouldn't. You guys should be able to let her on the racers. She can't she can't even go on the racers. Aww. So uh, I'm hoping somehow she's got a big ponytail on that day or something. And we'll see how it goes. Get her so, some of those little um, those little wedge sandals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I, I had a kid that came through Big Thunder Mountain several times and he was tall enough. He was dressed like a cowboy and he was tall enough to ride. And um, on their last day, he came back and he was not wearing his cowboy boots. He was wearing like tennis shoes. And guess what? He the cowboy boots had been making the difference. <laughs> so, yeah. Find, find her a little pair of little wedge sandals. She yeah. Can do and might work. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited because it has been a very long time since I've been there and they've changed a lot of the rides. They've added in a lot of new ones. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be really interested to see how it turns out. Of course, it's not yeah. Disney, but um, no, but it's roller coasters. So yeah, can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, in case you guys missed it last week, we were joined by fellow mouse expert, Leslie T and recapped her most recent trip to Walt Disney world. Uh, we learned a few new things. Uh, unfortunately for her, it rained a whole lot. So it was kind of, uh, it was a short trip highlighted by the rain, but we, you know, as we always say, a rainy day at Disney is better than any day at home. So, (laughs) and I, I really do believe that because it's the crowds, like she said, the crowds kind of like scatter and you almost have the park to yourself sometimes. So it's uh, true. It's, it's a a little bit of rain. People clear out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're interested to go back and take, uh, take a listen to that one, see what it looks like at Disney at the moment. Um, and for this episode, as Alan mentioned, we're going to be jumping into the world showcase at Epcot. Alan and I thought as the Olympics were right around the corner, it's a perfect opportunity for us to highlight some of our favorite countries, uh, or favorite things to do at Walt Disney, especially some of these countries. Um, so today we're going to be talking about 
Canada, the United Kingdom, and France. Uh, lots of new things coming to France. So, uh, mm-hmm. or some big things coming to France, not a lot, but some big things coming to France uh, in October. So we got a lot of things to cover there, but I'm excited. I love the Olympics. I love the world showcase. It's just a perfect blend of both of the, both of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a great time. Um, but I guess before we even start, if nobody's ever, if they haven't been to Epcot, they need to know what the world showcase is, right? That's true. Yeah. I, we just assume, you know, if you listen to us, you've probably been there, but <laughs> yeah. not everybody has. No, so it's okay. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, Epcot. It doesn't sound as exciting, but Epcot being a lot can be a lot of fun. It's a great park. Um, it's very different from the other parks, but it's yes. a lot of fun. So um, it, when Epcot was designed, it was designed in two sections, essentially. So there's the whole front half of the park, which up until recently has been designated as Future World. So this is all about future and discovery and things that are going on uh, around the world and how we're moving things forward. And then as you get to the back half of the park, there's a giant lagoon that is surrounded by all the different countries and there's pavilions um, from multiple countries around the globe and they are all representing their country. So it's kind of like a European vacation um, without having to leave the U S it's kind of cool. So typically, um, Epcot, all the pavilions in Epcot are typically run and operated by folks from those countries with the international program that Disney does. So just like the college program, Disney brings in international um, uh, folks to work at their pavilions in Epcot. So when you go to Japan, there's actually Japanese people working there. Or when you go to France, there's actually French people working there. Or, you know, you go to Mexico, there's actually people from Mexico working in those pavilions. Um, Same Germany, everywhere you go. Um, So that international program has not come back yet. The college program is um, restarting. So we are getting some more college uh, students coming back to Disney to work. We are hoping the international program will start up. um, You know, it's really kind of contingent on COVID and when the countries open up and when it's safe to travel and things like that. There's not just not a whole lot Disney can do about that. Um, But, you know, that's one more thing to look forward to as things start to kind of settle down. So you get to travel around World Showcase and there's a pavilion for each one of these countries that we're going to talk about in depth. And, um, you know, there's things to do in each one of those countries that really kind of gives you a little bit of a taste or a feel of taking that vacation. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, like you said, there's so many things to do, uh, in each one of those. And for somebody that I, I may never go to Morocco, probably never will go to Morocco. Uh, but I get a taste of, what Morocco is like, not, you know, a full extent, but I, I can try the food. I can kind of see, you know, traditional style that's there as far as what people wear, um, see the typical architecture, things like that. I mean, that's, that's all presented at Epcot. And, you know, it's like I said, for somebody that may never go, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I, maybe I will go there now. I love the food. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's one of the things that's great about Epcot. Um, especially once you get into future to world showcase, um, if you are a foodie, Epcot is the place for you. Yes. So depending on which way you start when you go into world showcase, um, you can, as you come through future world, you can get to the lagoon and you can either go left or you can go right. So the countries that are represented in world showcase are, um, from left first as Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Italy, the American adventure, Japan, Morocco, France, the United Kingdom, and Canada. So, um, like I said, mostly kind of 
European, um, Asian countries, but it's really cool. Um, there's things in each one of these pavilions. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those things and why we like them and, and what's great about them. Um, but if you're a foodie, Epcot has got great restaurants. And so as you go to each of these pavilions and you find out there's food from those countries um, and restaurants that are themed around those countries, that's really great. Um, there's attractions that kind of showcase what's going on in the country um, or, or a little bit of information about the country. That's great. Um, but Epcot is, is the festival place. So there are different festivals throughout the year you can go and enjoy. Um, they start off early in the year with the um, International Festival of the Arts uh, in early spring. So they bring in um, artists from around the world. There's a lot of Disney art. There's a lot of uh, Marvel art. We saw a lot of Star Wars art this year. Um, but there's like all kinds of crafts and painting and art and different things. And they bring in all these booths. And this is where all the food booths come in that we talk about. Even if you don't go during a festival, there's a lot of food at Epcot. A lot of yes. places you can you can definitely leave full from Epcot. Yes, um, but they're great festivals. So you start off with the International Food and Wine, and then I'm sorry, with International Festival of the Arts, and then it goes into uh, Flower and Garden in spring and summer, and then in late summer fall it goes into um, the Food and Wine Festival. So there's all these additional booths out there which are great too. Um, and, and they bring in a lot of really unique shopping because there's a lot of stuff that they kind of import from the countries as well. So you can get, you know, unique cultural artifacts and things or merchandise from those countries, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I know Leslie was talking that she, uh, they typically don't do a sit down restaurant or anything like that at Epcot because she's always eating at the food booths. And yeah. it's so true. Like you, you can load yeah. up on, you know, $5 snacks here and there, which they're not small snacks they're they're pretty big portions yeah uh, and, and just kind of eat your way around the world like you know we talk about all the time um mm -hmm. and it's just so unique how they have the whole thing set up and that's the purpose um i mean it's just the festivals are great we we did the like you said we did the um festival of the arts um we've done flower and garden we've done food and wine and they're very similar but they're so different also yeah. um the setup is very you know similar but just walking around all the food is different the the drinks are different the um the, the different activities that you can do while you're walking around um there's well, really the arts is different they bring out these big shadow box things kind of yeah so um it there it's like a box that has a front and a back that you can kind of stand in it's a picture um, frame that you put yourself into yeah so it, and there's oh. big Famous works of art, you know, um, the Mona Lisa, things like that. So it's the background of the Mona Lisa and a frame in front of you. And you can kind of step into this box and pose like Mona Lisa and get a picture mm -hmm. of it. Uh, and it shows you what the artwork is inside. So, you know, you can pose right and things like that. So that, yeah. that's only available during Festival of the Arts. And it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Get out there and play. And then Flower and Garden, you have the topiaries. And I mean, it's just so and they have different booths set up about teaching you how to do gardening at home you can mm -hmm. planter gardens and different things like that there's different little uh um, folks that come in from lowe's and other places that will teach you how to do yep you know some of the things they do at epcot at home it's it's really a unique atmosphere all year long at epcot you're, you're not going to find anything like it anywhere absolutely so, so. All right. so well, in addition to the food the festival and the shopping there's attractions there's character meets there are these things called kids cot stations we're going to talk a little bit about those as we go on as well. Yeah. But uh, Epcot is a really laid back environment. Um, 
it, it's a lot of walking around, um, but it's really just kind of leisurely enjoying some of the atmosphere. That's one of the things we really enjoy about Epcot is is just going and taking in some of the atmosphere at the different pavilions and the locations. Feel like you've gone somewhere. Kind of yeah. cool. Even when um, we still lived in Orlando, we were annual pass holders and we didn't work at Disney anymore. Um, we love to go hang out at Epcot. <laughs> yeah. As silly as it sounds, one of the things we really enjoy is we like to go to the UK pavilion, which we're going to talk about, and sit outside the Rose and Crown and have a pint and talk to people. And it would never fail. We would sit and we'd always end up talking to people from the UK. And we're like, why do you come all the way to Florida to sit in an English <laughs> pub? Like, wouldn't you want to go somewhere else? Yeah. But they do and they love it. So it, it reminds them of home. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is. Um, it, it, it is very cool. And like I said, I, I love the fact that it's a slow paced park um, for now when, you know, there, there's some, there's some big ticket attractions coming. That's going to change mm-hmm. a few things at Epcot, um, you know, mainly in Tomorrowland, um, not Tomorrowland. Well, Future World. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tomorrowland's got going the, through a change right now, too. It's, it's yeah. part of the big change of Epcot that's coming. But yeah. yeah. Um, we'll keep calling it Future World for now. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of things coming to, to Epcot um, just mm-hmm. all over the park. And once Guardians of the Galaxy is here, Space 220, which I know is just a restaurant, um, the Moana. I'm looking forward to that, though. Uh, yeah, I said there's a lot of stuff coming where people are going to be like, oh, we got to hit this. We got to hit this. We got to hit this. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to go a little bit faster because Epcot doesn't exactly have the most park friendly hours sometimes. So <laughs> um, it's well, one of those coming back. I think they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, World Showcase opens at 11 most days um, and then closes usually whenever park closing. But uh, it's it's still, there's a lot to take in. If you really just take your time yeah. and, and yeah. see everything every each con- country has. And, um, you know, speaking of what everything each country has, I mean, there's, there's a lot that are in these little, I don't want to say tiny pavilions, but it's really just a small section of the country that they're representing. Yep. Yeah. What kind of things are in there? Um, so each pavilion, as you go through, you're going to find some sort, some form of entertainment, something going on there that, um, bring some of the culture and the entertainment to you. Um, you're going to find at least one food dining location, um, some unique shopping, and um, really great attention to detail that captures some of the local traditions and the style of the architecture, um, the lighting. It just it really gives you a feel for those countries. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And so when the uh, some of the entertainment, um, some of these countries have or pavilions have um, attractions like that you can ride. Some have movies, some have uh, unique movies. They're not just, you know, you go and sit down and watch a projection screen. Um, then some of them have character meets. Some of them have live performers, uh, street performers. Some have bands. Uh, I mean, each, each one is really different and it, it's very cool to just kind of go from one to the other. And it's not like you, you really can't see the next country until you're really about 10, 15 feet away from it that's how well designed these things are too yeah so you can kind of see things across the lagoon but yeah um it just gives you a feel until you get there as you just walk from country to country it's it's pretty unique yeah yep so um well you mentioned it um we're just going to jump right into it you from leaving the uh crossing over to the world showcase um you get to the lagoon you've got a choice of going left or right or you can go straight and take the, the ferry all the way across but um we're going to walk around. So 
lots of people like to go left and head towards Mexico. And that might be due to the margarita stand that's right there as soon as you turn left. Uh, Guilty. We're we're, going to go right. Yeah, we're we're going to go right. So um, the first country that we're coming to, uh, the first pavilion is Canada. And this is one that I think is is overlooked. I think it's um, underappreciated with a lot of Disney guests and Epcot guests. I love Canada. I think it's beautiful. Um, it is. It, it represents the country very well, and it has one of the best restaurants on Disney property there. Yep. So uh, what you're going to find in Canada, in the Canada Pavilion, you're going to find, um, which is not operating right now, and I'm wondering if it's just a staffing issue, I'm hoping, but uh, Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360. So we talked about attractions in some of these pavilions so canada far and wide is a circle vision movie so it's one of those you go in and you stand and there's screens completely all the way around you um and you really get to see some of the beauty of canada canada is huge canada is bigger than the u.s um land what mass wise um and it just they, they have such different landscapes from end to end so you go through uh canada far and wide and you get a great view of what it's like in canada um, Brian mentioned one of the best restaurants, one of our favorite restaurants in there. Um, it's called Le Cellier. It's a steakhouse. So we actually went um, for an anniversary trip a couple years ago and we got the porterhouse for two. It's kind of a porterhouse for four. Um, <laughs> it was huge, but it was so good. Um, it's a really nice kind of um, smaller steakhouse downstairs in the pavilion. Um, the the servers are typically from Canada, you know, until the internationals come back. Um, you know, they would stop every so often and sing like the national anthem of Canada together and uh, do little trivia things about Canada and stuff, which was kind of neat. Uh, but great restaurant. Um, there's merchandise there in the trading post. Um, there is a Kidcot station. So the Kidcot stations, I kind of mentioned before, uh, these were something they put in to help bring the kids into Epcot a little bit. So if Epcot always feels kind of like an adult park. Um, there's a lot of changes going on that's bringing more kid-friendly things to Epcot. Um, but the Kidcot stations are have always been somebody from that country will man each country's Kidcot station. And um, there's a little craft or activity thing that they can do with the kids. Or, you know, make little paper things and stuff, um, coloring activity, whatever it is. But it gives them an, an opportunity to interact with somebody from that country and that culture and um, learn a little bit about them. And then there's another thing that I've done with my nieces um, that we thought was pretty cool. Um, you can actually buy a passport in Epcot and they're like 12 or $15. They're not very expensive, um, but it's a little passport booklet and it's got a bunch of stickers in it. And as you go through Epcot to all the different Kidcot stations, you put the stickers in for that country and um, the folks from the country would sign it and they would write something, you know, like welcome, you know, from Canada or something like that in their local language. I mean, obviously Canadian kids can read it, but, um, you know, when you get to Japan and you get to, you know, Germany and things like that, they have something written, um, from somebody in their, their native language that says, you know, hello from Germany or whatever it was. It's kind of a neat little thing. And it, it it's cool that the kids can take that back there. Yeah. My nieces used it in show and tell, you know, Hey, we went to Epcot and we met somebody from Japan and this is what they taught us about, you know, how you paint fans and, mm -hmm. you know, little cool things that are kind of neat. Um, there's coin presses, there's coin presses all over Disney world. Um, so you can get a coin press there. There are some beautiful picture spots. Um, as the entrance to La Cellier is as you go into the right, it's before you actually get into the pavilion on the right hand side, it looks like there's a, a walking path through a garden. Um, 
it is a beautiful area to stop and get pictures. Um, going down to La Cellier, there's a lot of flowers and things out there. Um, it's really nice. Um, so you can stop and check that out. Um, if you if you go up into the top of the Canadian Pavilion, up towards the back, there's some giant waterfalls and things back mm-hmm. there. Um, it's a nice kind of quiet area, a little bit away from everything. If you need to take a little break and just chill out for a few minutes, um, that's a great spot to do that. Um, and then they also have, typically there's a bandstand. Just as you start to exit the Canada Pavilion right before you get to the next pavilion, there's a bandstand there that usually has um, some Canadian musicians that are out there. Um, and one thing is there is a cart out there that it's a popcorn cart and this is the only place at disney world you can get maple popcorn so a lot of people get caramel corn so this is like same thing but done with maple syrup kind of so it's all maple flavored popcorn Um, and it's really great if you haven't tried it um one of my favorite things at epcot it sounds crazy but one of my favorite things is the um, cheddar cheese soup that you can get at la cellier or when they're doing the festivals if you can get the cheddar cheese soup with a little pretzel roll on it so amazing good <laughs> i love i love the cheddar cheese soup yeah um so my my uh, sister and brother-in-law my nieces just came back from uh, epcot last week and they did the kids cots and she said she she's never done them before she goes once a year at least and she was like you know for it being a rainy day she said that kept us entertained yep. and it like she's like my, my niece didn't want to do any of the rides she loves frozen but she's like no i want to finish my card i want to go do all the stickers because yep. i guess they gave her a map and said go to all the kids cuts at all the maps mm-hmm. and she she would get a sticker and so she was going around doing all that and she was like that's all she wanted to do um that and the scavenger hunt for um the the orange bird he had um kind of like the frozen and all the other scavenger hunts yeah. that they do uh, and then my brother-in-law is not a big disney fan at all like he does not like to go at all. He is a big food person though, like a big, big foodie. He would eat that poor house for two. He would eat it by himself. <laughs> um, and he, he has said that is the best steak he has ever eaten. It was great. So, so was I, great. yeah, I, I, I love the restaurant. I love Canada. Like I said, I think it's overlooked. Um, the waterfalls are beautiful. Mm-hmm. That picture spot there, I think is probably the best picture spot they have, yeah. um, for taking a selfie up against the, the, the backdrop of Canada. Um, mm-hmm. and each one of these, uh, countries has a picture spot with it. So, uh, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get into the rest of them, but I don't know. Canada is just wonderful. Um, I wish I had another yeah. attraction, but, um, yeah. Right now, if the circle vision's not working and the... I it's think still it's, worth stopping in and checking it out. Yeah. They have a lot of great, like, um, bear and moose-related um, merchandise up in the shop that's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, like aprons and things like that with bears and mooses on them. And, I think the Jaminators... Uh, lots of maple stuff. The, the Jaminators have, have taken over the bandstand, the, right? I think they have, yeah. I think they're... And I, and I think they're using kitchen utensils at the moment mm-hmm. for their Jamming show. Stuff. So that one's really cool um to sit down and watch you know there but usually it's i, I want to say we've seen them do uh like lumberjack shows there mm-hmm. um so they usually kind of do like you know canadian related things but um and it's just you're just walking and then there's log benches there to sit down on and just watch yep. the show and whenever you're ready you just get up and go so it's not even like you go out of your way to do this um yeah you can grab a beer at our next pavilion and or a pint and, and walk down and sit at canada eat your maple popcorn drink your beer and watch the show i mean it's you can get a beer there at the canada pavilion too yeah just yeah a couple places yeah. you can get there 
Um, I like the, um, a lot of the times I like the drinks they have at the little, uh, food stand down there by the, um, DVC, uh, mm-hmm. stand. Um, yeah. that, that booth they have there usually has some really good food options and snack, uh, drink options there. Um, but speaking of the festivals and, uh, all the different things, if you continue on past Canada, as we continue to walk our way around world showcase, there's a world showcase events pavilion. Uh, a lot of people probably miss this because it's tucked off to the side. Um, and usually sometimes if there's nothing going on, they have the gates closed. So you may not even notice that it's there. But if the yeah. gates are open, everybody needs to stop into the events showcase and, and kind of see what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like a it's it's a. Oh, what is it? It's an event space. Basically, there's some some giant permanent kind of tents that they put it back there. Um, and it, it's banquet facilities. They use them. They use it for weddings, use it for a lot of different things. Um, but during the festivals, when Brian and I were actually there for Festival of the Arts, that's where we went in and got the really cool um, nitrogen frozen cake pops mm-hmm. that were really great. So they had um, for uh, a couple of festivals, they had food booths and drink booths set up inside there. And there's always something a little unique and different in there. Um, but yeah, the, we, that's where we went in and got the really great cake pops. Um Occasionally, if there's nothing going on in the festival pavilion, um, the gates might be closed. But this is an area that they also, when they're doing meet and greets, this is an area that um, they do uh, character training. So the attendants and things that are there to help the characters in and out of the park and make sure that they're okay um, often happen in that area. Mm-hmm. So you might be going by and you might be surprised with, you know, five, six characters all of a sudden show up there and they're hanging out and doing a meet and greet. Um, you know, again, as soon as some of the COVID protocols are, are relaxed more and we're doing more um, actual meet and greets instead of selfie distances, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. If you breeze by there, you never know who you're going to see. Yeah. I mean, the food options during the festivals there are, are really unique and really cool. Um, and always different. We saw, different. let's see, when we went down there during... Um, Food and wine, I guess is what it was. They had the, no, we went during Christmas. Um, they had the gingerbread houses in mm-hmm. there. And we're not talking your little store-bought gingerbread house. We're talking the capital of the United States gingerbread house. It's like four <laughs> feet long and two feet tall. Um, it's I mean, Disney, it, they call out. Yeah, it, the, you got to stop in there and just kind of check it out if the doors are open. And if they're not, like Alan said, maybe you get a chance to kind of see what... Um, you know what characters may be popped up. I, I hit one of my bucket list characters. I saw Turk outside one day and yeah. I know he, I, I've never been able to catch him in animal kingdom. And he was there at Epcot, just, just sitting around him and King Louie were right next to each other. So I was Ain't like, up. yep, they were training their attendees. So I was like, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very lucky. Yes. So what's our next pavilion as we keep going around? So as we keep going around past World Showcase, the events pavilion, uh, we hit one of my favorites. And I don't really know why it's my favorite, because there's not really any real attractions here yet. There's rumor that there's going to be a Mary Poppins attraction that kind of comes and goes. We'll see if that ever uh, (laughs) Well, it was announced, and then it's just kind of disappeared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was announced pre-COVID, and then COVID happened, and now it's just not talked about at the moment. Yeah. But, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, so it's the United Kingdom. Um, it, I don't know what it is about that pavilion. It's it, One, it's usually really crowded, and I think that's because the International Gateway and some other things. But uh, it's just a really popular 
little area. You have the Rose and Crown Pub and Dining Room, uh, which is the table service restaurant. You can find uh, fish and chips, um, your favorite lagers, uh, shepherd's pie, bangers and mash, um, a pub burger, or you can just sit down and get some really good mixed concoctions is the best way. I mean, they, they've just got all different kinds. Great I mean, cocktails. if you look at the menu, it's probably got over 50 different flavors of, of drinks on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a really good place to go and just kind of get a drink, like you said. And just, it's right next to the lagoon. So you can just sit out on the, I guess it's a patio, um, mm-hmm. but just sit out there and just it, relax and enjoy your drink. Um, That's one of the spots we sit a lot. There's, yeah. little, you know, open air cafe, seat yourself kind of thing. And there's um, two sides. So there, mm-hmm. there's one side that's got a lot more seating than the other side. The other side is a little closer to the bridge. Either side you can't go wrong with. You get a really right. good view all the way across the lagoon. Um, I don't know. It's just a really good pavilion. Uh, and that's just the Rose and Crown. We hadn't even gone to all the different shops, which you have the Crown and Crest, which I think is really cool because you can get um, the UK themed on you know any your family crest. Um, if you have one, if not, you can create one or whatever. There's some Beetle merchandise in there. Um, the Sportsman Shop, which is kind of like your... Um, I don't want to say like athletic type gear, but, um, you know, some typical some, like English football kind of gear. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of your like jerseys, your, your jerseys, um, the tea caddy that pretty much just kind of explains itself. It's just like a little tea house where you can go and get different kinds of, uh, if you're a tea you know, fan. Yeah. It should be on your list. I, mean, yes, I don't do coffee. Uh, I love tea and I like to go in and get teas. In there. Yeah, they do have apparel and accessories, um, housewares, so it's not just tea. Uh, the Queen's Table is kind of the same thing. Um, Lords and Ladies is uh, Health and Beauty Supplies. The Toy Soldier. I love the Toy Soldier. I thought it was a really cool one before they closed it. Um, I'm hoping they bring that it back. that where Paddington stuff was quite a bit? Yes. A lot of Paddington stuff. A lot there. of Paddington, a lot of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of takes you back to your childhood. Um, and then back there behind... Uh, the United People Kingdom. miss this a lot too. You they they have to do go down the street. If you're coming, street. yeah. If you're coming the way we're coming, if you don't look to your right, you probably will miss it. But there's a um, English tea garden where you can kind of go through a little path. That path will take you back to some park benches, kind of like a little courtyard with a gazebo. And every now and then, that gazebo has live music playing. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool just to kind of sit back there. Say you don't get in the Rosen uh, Rosen Crown. Um, you can still just kind of sit back there, you know, enjoy your drink, your snack, whatever, and, and just kind of relax. Um, it's another one of those little kind of quiet spots, usually. Yeah. Even, they have even like, when there's music, it's still yeah, not as crowded. No, and they have a little hedge maze. Um, I mean, it's like two feet tall, so you're not going to get lost. Um, <laughs> but my kids have crawled through it, and, you know, we're like, okay, where'd they go? Uh, you know, it's just kind of cool to sit back there and uh, to, to just relax. I love the United Kingdom for a couple of things. They have a wonderful picture spot. Um, they have a Kidcot station, which is really cool because my kids, we talk about how, you know, we're American or whatever. And, and you know, we talk about how we speak English and all that. Well, their English and our English is completely different. <laughs> um, and so my kids don't have that correlation that we're both English. Uh, and so just that kids cost is kind of cool because it helps make that, that gap, uh, a little smaller. Um, they always have really good things at that kid cut station. And then it's, it's home to one of my favorite characters. You can usually find 
Mary Poppins roaming around back there. And I and love if not Mary her. Poppins. If not if her, not Mary Poppins, then it's usually Alice from Alice in the Wonderland. Um, and it used to be home to Pooh and Tigger as well before Pooh moved over in uh, by uh, living with the land. So hopefully, when everything goes back to normal, he'll make his way back over there to the uh, back to the toy soldier uh, where he used to be. Um, but some well, wonderful like meet, meet and greet area there. It was like it was almost like you went to Christopher Robin's room and there yes. and you would meet um, the Pooh characters. So it was an indoor meet and greet area. And those are not open at the moment, so that's why Pooh is kind of hanging yeah. out on the grassy area you know, socially distanced over by the land. It's very right. similar to uh, what it will look like when you went to see Tinkerbell, mm-hmm. how you're kind of like surrounded by the environment that they are typically in, in their home, home mm-hmm. movie or show or whatever. It's a but cute area. Yeah. Cute. I, I, I love the United Kingdom uh, for, for mostly the meet and greets, but um, just for the simple fact that it takes me back to what times were like in one of my favorite periods. Uh, you yeah. know, it's just, the architecture, just the attention to detail, like you mentioned earlier, about all these pavilions is really, really good. Well, that's one of our favorite places. A lot of times we'll go and get um, one order and share. Um, we go to that Yorkshire County fish shop, which is the yep. kind of quick service that's yes. there. So you can get fish and chips. Their fish and chips is really great. So we'll usually get one of those and a couple of harps. And then we'll go sit over by the water and we'll split that as a nice snack. Um, so one of our yep. things, we, we like that too. And then I have one of everybody's favorite restrooms there. It just seems to be a very popular restroom over there as well. Might be because it's one of the easiest ones to find, but uh, (laughs) it is kind of close to the main walkway. And yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, if you're one of those people that loves um, taking pictures in a uh, phone booth, they have a phone booth there. One of the, uh, you know, British style red phone booths. I think the line sometimes to take your picture in the phone booth is just as long as it is to take a picture with the character or to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, I see the red phone booth all the time. Now, if I see a pay phone somewhere on Disney property, I feel like I got to take a picture of that one because you don't ever see pay phones anymore. We didn't we uh, do that? We did that at uh, Space Mountain when we were all together there. Oh, that's right. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. I forgot leg. about that one. We were going to put that on, you know, what in the world is this? Kind yeah, of thing. <laughs> that's funny. I forgot you, we did that. Do you remember that. when? Do you remember yeah. when? So, all right. So if we... As we leave uh, the United Kingdom, which is a little sad that we're leaving the United Kingdom, um, <laughs> we do come to what we've referred to a couple of times as the International Gateway. It is basically the back entrance to Epcot. Um, Epcot has two entrances, if, if you guys aren't unaware of it. Uh, it's First off, there's a bridge, too, that crosses over from the United Kingdom to France. That is one of the best places to take a picture. Um you get the Eiffel Tower in the background. Um, there's just some really cool backdrops either way that you take it, whether you go, go across the lagoon or go towards France and the Skyliner. Um, but down the hill, like I said, it's the back interest I've got. This is a major perk for anybody staying at, at the Boardwalk, uh, the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, Swan and Dolphin, or if you're park hopping from Hollywood Studios. Um, there is the walkway from Hollywood Studios to those resorts that I just mentioned, and then it continues on to Epcot. Or you can take the uh, Friendship Boats or the Skyliner, and the station that will drop you off is right there outside of Epcot, out, outside the gate. So you will have to go through um, the turnstiles again and make sure that you have a park ticket and a park admission. Um, but that, even even on busy days, that entrance is not nearly as crowded as the front entrance oh, no. is for, for many reasons. Um, leaving that, you know, 
Gateway Pavilion at night, though, to get the Skylighter has been a little bit of a mess. But uh, I think that is due to all the uh, fireworks and everything, all the stuff coming back and Epcot being so popular right now. But um, I love the International Gateway. It's just, like I said, to me, that's the only way to go in Epcot if you have the option to. If you're coming from Magic Kingdom, of course, you're going to go through the front gate. um, Yeah. Because you're you're more than likely going to use the monorail. But if you even if you have to take the bus, hopefully we'll be back soon. Yeah. Even if you have to take the buses, it's not too bad when you park hop in the morning. It does get a little backed up, but it still goes through pretty quickly. But that International Gateway is one of my favorites. And as soon as you walk in, you have the World Traveler Shop, which is your um, basically your Epcot Epcot, um, apparel, merchandise, things like that. Uh, Get all your 2021, 2022, depending on when you go merchandise. Uh, It's also where you will go to pick up your maps for your scavenger hunts. Uh, and then they also have maps available for uh, the park in different countries. Uh, and there's a guest services location there as well, too, in case you need anything. So, yeah, sometimes it's a little easier than going all the way back to the front of the park. Yes. Especially if you're in one of those back countries in Germany, the American Adventure, something like that. You're a lot closer to the International Gateway than you are the front of the park. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, you don't need guest relations that often. But hopefully, if not. If we've planned your trip well enough, you shouldn't. But there's exactly. always that one thing that goes wrong. I mean, it never fails. There's always something you need guest services for, mainly because that's an issue with the technology that's out there. But that's beyond our control. <laughs> yeah, my clients that just got back said that uh, the ponchos was the best tip they got. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> they had a day and a half without rain, and every other day rained pretty yeah. torrentially. Um, but they were prepared. They were prepared for it. They knew, and um, they, they still had a great time. So, yeah. Um, well, if you don't need anything at the International Gateway or you're coming in from the International Gateway and you decide, you know what, I'm not going to go left. I'm going to go right. And you're going to keep on walking around the lagoon like we are. You're going to cross over the bridge and you're going to head into France. And if you listen to any of our podcasts, more than likely we have mentioned France on just about probably every other episode <laughs> or so because it's just something we're so excited about, right? It is. It's also one of my favorite pavilions even before the new attraction. Yes. So. It's, it's one of my favorites. So France um, is uh, one of the pavilions that actually has multiple attraction type things. Um, and what we mean by that is they've always had a film in there called Impressions of France. And again, this is another one of those like giving you the impression of France and what it's like. Um, but they added a couple of years ago the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So you really need to check your show schedules when you get to the park because certain times of the day they run Impressions of France and certain times of the day they switch it over and do the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So if you want to see both, you have to look at your show times and make sure you catch it um, before they swap it for the day because um, they can't run both at the same time. Yeah. And then we do have um, coming October 1st, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So this is supposed to be pretty much a clone of the one in Paris. Um, so you're going to be shrunk down to the size of Remy and his uh, family, and you're going to get to ride through and go on an adventure with Remy through the kitchens of France. So I'm so excited. Everybody's looking forward to that. It's so cute. It looks so much fun. I, I've watched the video of the one in France multiple times, so I can't wait. Yeah. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, if you're a foodie, this is one of the reasons I actually like France. Um, lots of great things. There is the Chef de France, which is a table service restaurant. Um, France actually has two table service restaurants. Uh, the other one is Monsieur Paul. Uh, Monsieur Paul is not operating yet. We did get, I thought we had an announcement that it was reopening, but I'll have to check the date on that. Um, it's not showing open as of the moment, um, but I think it was opening in july so it should be in a day it was this month but i haven't seen an actual date in a while so 
So you have two table service restaurants there. Um, there are some great, great entrees and things you can get in France. I don't want to go through them all. I mean, oh yeah, you know, there's, there's, you got, you just got to try France. Yeah. Um, great food. The ice uh, cream. Oh, the ice cream. That's right. So uh, Lardison de Glace is the ice cream shop that is very popular. It usually has a line out the door, but they move pretty quickly. Um, so traditional French ice cream and um, uh, the sorbets and things you can get in there. Really cool. Uh, there's also crepes de France. So uh, crepes de chef de France. So if you're a crepe person, um, my niece like sucks down Nutella chocolate crepes like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make fresh crepes right there. You can see them in the window of the booth making the crepes. And uh, you can get like, like I said, it's like a chocolate Nutella drizzle on it. Or you can get like strawberries. You can get whipped cream. You get a couple different types of things um, on your crepes. So they're really great there. There is a whole new uh, crepery restaurant opening with Remy's in the back part of the uh, new expansion that will be there. So they'll actually have another table service um, crepe restaurant and a uh, counter window back there as well when that opens up. Uh, we talked about the ice cream, uh, letters into glass. Uh, if you are a whiner, wine person, whiner. if you're a wine person, <laughs> if you really enjoy wine, um, you know, then go over to Levin's from Chef de France uh, or Levin's of France. Uh, it's kind of like a wine cellar and they have a lot of great French wines. You can try different things in there. Yeah. Um, and they also have uh, La Halle de Blangerie. It's a patisserie. It's, it's the standard um, pastry, crafty kind of... Um, dessert shop in there so you can get all kinds of really cool things in there as well that are really great um if you're a shopper you definitely want to check out france uh you can go plume palette and la signature these are um, health and beauty type things as you can get colognes and aftershaves and perfumes um things from france they have some uh french bags um so if you're a, a bag collector you can go in there uh, Souvenir de France. It's kind of the exit of the movie theater area. Obviously, most attractions exit into a gift shop. Um, but in here, you can find a lot of different like Beauty and the Beast themed uh, items, uh, France themed items. They have little Eiffel Towers and things you can get in there. Yeah. Um, but there's a few other things you can do there in France. Yeah. I, I, so I love I love the shopping at France. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do there. But outside of the France, the shopping, you've got another great picture spot. Uh, a kickout station, of course. Like I said, we've you know everyone's got one of those. Um, there's just they're all pretty cool. So I'm just gonna stop the saying it's one of the cool ones. <laughs> um, there's another coin press. That's something I've never gotten into, but a lot of people love doing it. A and, lot of people love the coins. And you know, just because you went to the coin press in Canada, there's gonna be a different option probably in France. Um, yep. So you know, you've got multiple different things you can do with those. Um, you can sit down by the lagoon and get a uh, the character caricatures uh, mm-hmm. made of you by one of the local artists. Um, and I think they also will do the silhouettes there as well. I can't remember if they do or not, but I'm pretty sure they do the silhouettes. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Which I, uh, they're really cool. We've got one for my kids uh, when they were younger for my, my mother-in-law. And then we all love character meets. They have two regularly um bell and aurora will rotate out there and it's bell in her blue dress so that is one that i absolutely love going to um but then they also have a possibility of adding remy we don't have any this is just me we have no information whatsoever that this is happening but we do know that sometimes at the parties remy makes an appearance in in france he makes an appearance near his attraction 
this would just be a perfect opportunity, especially come October, for him to make an appearance or so every now and then and uh, get a couple pictures with Remy. I think I'd that be would surprised be really cool. if he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, but again, I, I love character interactions. Um, I think they're one of the things that absolutely just make a Disney vacation. And, you know, the more of those, the better. And I mean, all around Epcot, they just have some wonderful character interactions, but the you really get to see them uh, in their natural environments per se, when you go around to these pavilions. And like I said, you know, just from Canada to um, France, we have the possibility of seeing six plus maybe more if you catch one of those character trainings. So that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, that's a lot going on. That's a lot. And, and I mean, we've just been through three countries and we've talked about some really good shopping. We've talked about some really good places to eat. We've talked about some good uh, entertainment. Um, we're super excited about the Remy's attraction coming. And that's just through three countries. We still have, what, 10 more to go? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for this series and where it's going to go. And I like you and I both love Epcot. Um, we do. It's, it's you know, Magic Kingdom, of course, is always going to have a special place. Outside of that, I don't know, Hollywood Studios is getting there, but I think Epcot is my second favorite park. Um, and depending on when I go and what I do, it may be my favorite park. So I'm excited for this series. I love talking Epcot and all the different countries. Until Guardians of the Galaxy comes, I really care. Like I don't want to say I care less, but I, I I spend most of my time in World Showcase. So, yeah, we do spend a lot of time back there. There's there's so many great things to do through World Showcase, um, and we're going to talk more about the other countries and pavilions as we go into the series. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, hopefully this gives you a little bit of a taste of some of the things you might have seen or missed. So maybe you'll want to go back and check some of those things out. Um, but hopefully, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Before we let you guys go, though, we, we've got some some news to talk about. And it's nothing mind-blowing or, you know, anything super, super exciting. But a lot of really good things uh, happened over the last week since our last episode. And I mentioned all the characters. Um, we have another one returning. And I'm so excited about this because they took her away during the Princess... Uh, was it Pomenade? Uh, prin- yeah. Yeah. Um, and they replaced her with uh, Mulan, but I mean, there's only so many people that they can put on that car. So somebody <laughs> had to go. But Jasmine is making. I think I think we saw Jasmine before, not Mulan. I think it depends on the day. Well, yeah, I think yeah. they took Jasmine out to replace her with Mulan after after a little while. But Jasmine has made her return to Epcot, and she is located in Morocco uh, at the Morocco Pavilion, and she actually will have a stage now versus where you would go into the the shop and take pictures with her and things like that. She has a stage now, just like everybody else. She's socially distancing, um, but she has a stage that you can take selfies and stuff in front of, and she will pose and she will talk to you. She just won't come up and sign autographs. So um, yep. I'm good with that. That That's the best we can get at the moment. Yep. Perfectly we'll fine with it. Um, it's just one more thing coming. So uh, love character yes. meets and I'm so glad she's, she's coming back. And hopefully this means maybe her and Aladdin will return soon to Magic Kingdom because they were pretty much could be have nice. been socially distanced anyway. Yeah. Like they had like their own little were, area. Could, yeah. They could just put some some ropes up around them. Yeah. Either. So. I agree. That would be great, too. In other news, um, if you are looking forward to going to Walt Disney World around the 50th anniversary um, or just before and you're looking at those Boobash tickets, 
um, make sure you get them quickly because they are already selling out. I totally thought this would happen. Yes. Um, Nikki's not so scary typically sells out every year. Um, and so we didn't have anything last year and now the boobash is coming back. Um, they did add nights. We already mentioned before that, you know, they announced certain number of nights when they announced it and they've added nights since then, but some of these nights are already selling out. So if you are looking to go in September, October, um, and you want to try the new bash, make sure you get those tickets as soon as possible. Um, or you yep. may not be able to just want to yeah. put that out there. We, we knew that was going to happen really. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner than it did. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. And then um, obviously the fireworks have been returning back to Walt Disney World and to Disneyland. So uh, fireworks returned on July 1st to um, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot at uh, Walt Disney World. And then on 4th of July, they returned to Disneyland. So that is really great. Um, more things are coming back to Universal. Um, I don't think they're doing the Cinema Spectacular yet on the Lagoon, um, but they did mention that the Hogwarts lights are returning now. So getting yeah. the lights back on uh, Hogwarts Castle over there. So that is great to see as well. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mentioned we had staying open later, get to be able to see those things. Yeah. And, and we, we kind of wondered if that would be the case where they had to wait for it to get a little darker and a little later. Um, but, you know, and to be honest, I think people want to see the Hogwarts Castle light up and do the projections and everything more than they want to see <laughs> the other ones go on. But uh, yeah. it's another step in the right direction. I haven't seen that live yet, so I'm, I'm really excited to see that on our next trip. Yeah. Um, and I said we had lots of positive news. I guess the boobash isn't really positive. Um, and then <laughs> It's the, positive you know, because it's back. It's yeah. Back. Just get it while you can. Get it while you yeah. can. Yeah. And we, we do have um, not really any news, but we just kind of wanted to let you know. A lot of people have been asking me about VR Guest, uh, whether or not they can um, make reservations for it. And it's still in a refurbishment right now. The plan is to have it ready to go by October. Um, so there looks like they're still on track for, um, getting that up and running on time. Um, you mentioned the fireworks returning to Disneyland on, uh, July 4th, the flag retreat returned to magic kingdom on the 4th of July as well. And I was so happy to see that because that's something that if you ever get to catch that live while you're in the park and you see how they bring the flag down and they let a service member, um, fold it up and everything. I mean, that's just, that's a really cool experience that it's listed on the times uh, guide and you know, you know, it happening every single day, but they haven't been able to do it lately uh, because of COVID of course. So to have that back and just the tradition that it brings and the honor that it is to have a service member do that is really cool. So I'm glad that's, that's back as well. Yeah. Very cool to see. And be our guest. I think their first one is taking place in phases. I don't think it's completely closed because I had guests there last week. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I think it might be in phases. Maybe that's good. It, it's been harder to get because of the social distancing. Cause they haven't, been letting, as many people in. They haven't been letting as many people in. It's been definitely harder. I mean, it's hard to get normally, but because they've had not as many tables available in the restaurant because of social distancing, it was even harder. And, and I think what they're really doing is they're just going and touching up the paint and a yeah. few other things too. So yeah, it may just be certain like times throughout so the day things. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So many things are getting ready for Walt Disney world's 50th anniversary coming up in October. Um, there's so many things being redone, you know, Polynesian is just getting ready to reopen. Um, the contemporary is currently going through a refurbishment wilderness lodge is just finishing one. Um, so there's a lot going on around the, around the world to, uh, get it ready for the 50th anniversary. Port Orleans, French Quarter and River said better be, bright shiny spanking new whenever they open 
I, I tend to agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's one of the resorts I really miss is the, the port resorts. Um, I'm, I'm really wondering if they're going to open up whenever packages are available for the races. Like that was my thing. Cause they used to use those a lot for race. Uh, the, the race. And that was something a lot of people had when they announced the, the dates for the races and everything. It's like, okay, well, does that mean the, you know, Port Orleans is going to open up? We haven't yeah. seen anything saying they are okay. not yet. So the plan is to probably not book them, um, plan on staying somewhere else. If that's, well, and know, we if haven't heard anything about the other two all-star resorts yet either. Yeah. Yeah. So, so still two more resorts. There's still at least four more resorts that are, are no guests at all yet. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, other news, um, as fireworks have returned to Walt Disney world, so has Tinkerbell. So that's been an amazing thing to see Tinkerbell taking flight again. Um, I don't know. There's just something really kind of magical about Tinkerbell flying with fireworks. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Everybody ooze when she, you know, you hear the whole crowd kind of ooh and ah as Tinkerbell flies. And yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just really cool. cool. And not, not just because she's on a zip line, but I mean like that, <laughs> that's a long flight. It, well, <laughs> have you seen the fireworks at Disneyland? No. Tinkerbell makes more than one appearance at Disneyland. She actually comes by a couple of times and she flies back and forth, which is really kind of cool. So they have a completely different scenario. It used to just be um, a similar thing in California, um, but the castle in California is not as tall. So Tinkerbell actually would appear around the Matterhorn and fly from the Matterhorn to another location and kind of cross over um, Sleeping Beauty Castle out there. But they've plussed it. And now there's actually actually goes back and forth a couple times and she goes up and down and she, she really flies all around Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's really kind of cool. cool. That's it's cool. Really neat. So you haven't seen that. You got to check out the lights out there. Well, we're going to have to go. We're, we're taking a gears trip to California next year. So I, let's plan that. I'm all about that. <laughs> we need to do that. If only we um, knew a guy. If only we knew, yeah. Somebody can help us get out there, right? <laughs> Somebody. Uh, and then the other great thing, um, you know, we've seen a lot of construction resuming. So great news is the state bird has left. I was going to say the state <laughs> bird is no longer in Tomorrowland. <laughs> the state bird, the Florida crane has left Tomorrowland. So uh, they're at the Tron coaster. They are finally dismantling the large construction crane that's been there. Now they may still have small portable cranes to help finish some of the construction things that they're doing, but that large construction crane that's been there for, you know, almost two years now um, is finally gone. It's been taken down. It's being removed. So yeah, we, we joke and call, you know, the construction crane, the Florida <laughs> bird, um, the construction crane is removed around Tron. That is a huge milestone. Yeah. So that is, and really I've great. seen pictures of the netting on there as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, now it still doesn't have a really uh, a, you know a date for when it's going to be reopened or, or open, um, but it's closer and closer. Well, so. that's important because they have to get that area basically finalized yeah. and get the major construction equipment out of there so that they can lay the train tracks back down. Yes. So there's the train tracks. Part of the reason the Walt Disney World Railroad still is not operating is there are no tracks between the you know Toontown Station. And partway around past um, towards Space Mountain, because that's been all pulled out for the construction there. Um, so we need to get those tracks back in before we can get the Walt Disney World Railroad back. So getting those cranes and the major construction pieces removed is a big step towards that. Yes. So good news there. 
Yes, it is. So, well, hi, guys. That pretty much just wraps it up for this week. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Catch us next time as we continue our World Showcase tour. We're going to be highlighting Morocco, Japan, the American Adventure, and Italy. And a lot of people may not know why we say on the American Adventure. Uh, there's not really... It's an American pavilion, but it's more based around, really, I guess, about the 1776 as far as the theming and mm -hmm. things like that. So um, it's really about the story of the American adventure of getting to where we are now. Um, because we live in America, we don't really need to see what it's like to live in it. So um, so it's the American adventure, and it is an adventure. It is really unique to, to go. Um, it has one of the best quick service restaurants there. So uh, looking forward to next week's episode where we talk about Morocco, Japan, the American adventure, and Italy. And as you know, as your mouse experts, we are here to help answer all your Disney and Universal questions and help you prepare for that next magical vacation, whether it's to Disney, Universal, or any other destination. We are here for you guys. So if you enjoyed the show, please share this episode for us. Uh, we are always looking to grow our audience. And as always, we want to hear from you. So please leave us a comment or send us an email, which pavilion is your favorite and why. Um, if you've never been to Epcot and you're looking forward to it, if you have any questions, let us know. We're here to help. Hopefully this uh, podcast series helps you guys get those answers you're looking for. But if not, like I said, leave us some comments. Um, just reach out to us by one of the contact methods in our show description as they're always available for you guys. And we will get back to you. So uh, as well, always, let us know we, what your favorite thing is in any of those, yeah. those pavilions. We'd like to know. Did we, did yeah. we miss anything? I'm sure we did. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, you and I, especially when we're together, we're always just talking and not even really paying attention to what's going around. So uh, there's chances are we've missed things. If you've been to the festivals, <laughs> what do you like about the festivals for each country? Yeah. Um, there's so many things to, to do and see. So um, beer, cheese, soup, or sorry, cheddar, cheese, soup, and ice wine. <gasps> oh, Canada. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the bread bowl in France is pretty good, too. So, oh, yeah, the cheese bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that was amazing. Um, Sorry. <laughs> lots, lots of good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so like I said, you know, and Alan said, if you've, you know, if you've been, let us know what your favorites are. We want to hear from you. Um, and, and as always, we end up in every episode with a quote. And I chose this one, even though it's lyrics to a song, but I chose it because we're taking this tour through Epcot and part of the Epcot experience is to Perfect. kind of put your, put your, 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 your feet in somebody else's shoes and kind of walk through their native land and get a different set of eyes on what it's like uh, in some of these places. So I just thought this was, this is awesome, especially, you know, for what we're doing, even though it is some song lyrics, but uh, take it away. Yep. So our quote is, if you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. And that was from yep. Pocahontas. It's very true. I love that very movie. Very true. Yeah, there's a lot of great messages in there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very true. So thank you guys for joining us. Catch us next time. And um, we look forward to hearing from you. See ya. Bye.